Welcome to the Fox Pro Podcast, brought to you by Fox Pro Game Calls. We are rolling again. Welcome back to the Fox Pro Podcast. On this episode, we're going to discuss our top five coyote calibers. This is John Collins, and we've got Big Al Morris back on the line again. What's going on, Al? John, how's the weather in your country? It's wet. We've been getting a lot of rain here lately, which is pretty good because we had been dry uh, for most of the summer and thought we was going to go into a drought, but it's is actually turned off wet again, kind of got us back to normal. How about you? Well, I saw where them people were flooding out in your state, but hopefully it wasn't anywhere near you. It's It was flooding. probably about an hour or so to two hours east of me, which was you know been that's still too close john it's pretty close it's pretty close you know it's i'm kind of in the what they consider the bluegrass region of kentucky is these rolling hills really? farm country and then you just go just a little bit east and it gets into that mountainous stuff you know eastern kentucky and virginia west virginia you know western how North far Carolina are you stuff. from the big horse racing places and the horse pastures I'm and just, stuff i'm just an hour south or less from Lexington, which is where Keeneland oh, wow. is at, where all the big uh, thoroughbred farms and all that stuff yep. is. Yep, just I'm right there. Well, one of these days, I am going to get on one of these planes when they get this stuff figured out, and I'm going to come hang out with you in Kentucky because that sounds like a lot of fun. But we're talking calibers today. That is that is right. And you know, before we get started, how's the How's the coyote hunting been for you lately? I know you've been on a hunt or two here. Here is well, I was in New Mexico, and the very first pair we called in, I was down there with Chris Lilly in uh, just outside of Pie Town, New Mexico. The first pair we called in worked the dogs like a. I mean, it was perfect. The female comes in barking, the male comes in trying to beat up the dogs, and and me and Chris dump a double with the Rugers, and, and I thought it was going to be Alligator Central down there, and then every other guy we called in was wussy. Yeah. They would not engage the dogs, and it's just been... They, I haven't had but two pair of uh, alligators. Everything else has been really soft with the dogs this yeah. year. Yeah. I don't know whether it's environmental I, you know, I, someday I'm going to write a hell of a book, John, me and you, if we ever put our, <laughs> put our heads together and write a book. But, uh, at the end of the day, it was, it's been a good dogging season. It just hasn't been the alligators that I like to see in the dog interaction. Right. But, but the, uh, but the coyotes, the calling itself, as far as calling coyotes, has been pretty good. No, you, and John, I just got to give a shout out. I mean, we always, you know, Fox pros had the largest sound library in the business, If there was ever a knock to our line, it was that we didn't have the vocals that some of these other lines had. But teaming up with MFK, it's been a game changer, John. And I know you know it's a no, you know it's a game changer too. But adding the MFK, being able for me and you to add that MFK library to the Fox Pro, it just it gives me a confidence. I just I don't think I've ever had before. Well, we've got a we've got several more weapons in the arsenal now. It. Definitely can't say enough about them. Tori's got it going on for sure. And I think, you know, working on some new sounds that'll be coming out before too long. I know they've been testing some, so bright things out there in the future. Yeah, I can't wait either. Well, I do a lot of fishing, and I don't take just one jig or one lure to go fishing. And it's so nice to have a tackle box full of the best lures we can be throwing out to coyotes. Great way to put it. it. It's just, it's awesome. If they, so, if they ain't biting the on this, let's try that, right? Oh, yeah. No, you can go through it. And, you know, we'll. I know we got another podcast coming up. We're going to start talking fall techniques. But, 
it's just awesome to be able to morph one technique into another. And we can talk about that at a different date, but, uh, just having that arsenal on those. And of course, you know, we got the number one built callers on the planet. Now we've got the largest sound library and the most options with MFK's library added to it. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing, man. Yes, sir. Well, let's, let's jump right into it and talk about our top five coyote calibers and, uh, the truth is there's tons of calibers and cartridges out there that'll take down coyotes, but you know, there's definitely some out there that are better suited for the job than others. And, uh, I want to add before we get started that if we don't mention the caliber or cartridge that you guys and gals like to hunt with, don't take it to heart. We're not saying there's anything wrong with it. It's just exactly. not one of our favorites. Um, well, you- well and let's, I, to be totally honest here, John, some of these cartridges I don't have a lot of experience with, but right, right. I've got some really good friends that bought, you know, the 22 Nosler, the 224 Valkyrie, um, those calibers, I'd, I've honestly never bought one, but, you know, several of my good friends have. Well, and you know, at and the that, end of the day, and that's the it, thing, you know, how you've shot tons and tons of coyotes in your lifetime, and you've seen. Yeah so many other people pile up tons of coyotes just alongside you and um, yes like i said i was telling you earlier i said you know i'm sure you've seen the good the bad and the ugly when it comes to coyote calibers you know but right. being put to the test in the actual field you know you can read ballistics and some stuff looks good on paper but when you actually put it to test out there in the field sometimes it doesn't translate over so it fails. Yeah, no. And it's, I'm a four time world champ. Me and Garf should be six or seven, eight time world champs because, um, some calibers let us down and my number one, the first caliber that I really started shooting coyotes with was the two, two, three. And that's my number five on my top five list is the two, two, three. And, and me and Garvin bought Remington seven eighty eights box magazine, um, you know, I talked to the guy that worked at Remington, he retired. He was the number one, uh, uh, guy at Remington for years. And he remembers Remington, the 788 line, you know, and they made two forty threes, twenty two two fifties, two two threes, And, and at one time I had all three in 788, but they bought, uh, a company in Italy had thousands and th- we're talking 150,000 barrels or some crazy amount of barrels over there. And they, asked Remington if they wanted them and they shipped all those barrels from Italy or wherever they made them from in Europe over to Remington and Remington handmade every one of those 788s. They literally sat and, uh, you know, decided, you know, they had to be, most of them were either 22 or six MM or, you know, the 243 caliber and, and they would, uh, uh, ream them and, and put a caliber and put them into together by hand. Every one of those 788s were put together by hand. That's why if anybody out there is a seven Remington 788 fan, every one was handmade yeah, back in the 70s. Cool. That's pretty cool. So yeah, and that's why they're so accurate. They they all had to be handmade from each barrel to each action and everything. So if you've got an old 788 and, uh, you know, but we me and Garvin bought the 223s and we could buy a 1,000 rounds of ammo for 179 bucks so you and got, i would buy it you've got no you've number so number five for you all yeah time, is the top, 223 is 223 at this moment and yeah we would we'd buy those thousand round cans and we would go shoot two thousand rounds during the summer i would go buy a box of 100 clays and we would put 50 100 clays up on the hill anywhere from 350 to 50 yards 
And then we'd pick a clay. And if I missed Garvin would shoot and we'd keep tally. And we got to where one day we shot a hundred clays and never missed our first shot out to 350 with those two, two threes. We thought we were invincible. We had the old Leopold scopes with the little fine (laughs) dot lines in it. And, uh, but we noticed as we contest hunted that, uh, we noticed contest hunting that we started getting some spinners and we started losing some coyotes. Now, back then we shot 55 grain soft points. That was our go-to bullet. Um, I don't think I would have lost as many coyotes had I been shooting the 53 grain super performance. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the 223 at the end of the day let some coyotes get away from us. And that's why it's number five on my list. Do you, uh, do you ever shoot a two? two two three anymore or is it uh, just oh yeah yeah no i video with it all the time and my favorite my ar two two that yeah uh, yep that mp um from ruger that semi-automatic uh ar-15 that mpr from ruger is my uh go-to uh it's in my truck all the time um every every place i go it is my backup gun i got you. if something would happen to my my uh number one gun or my number two, you know, the bolt actions, or if I just feel like I'm going to get a lot of uh, multiples, yep. I'll pull out that NPR and let that AR-15 well, what about eat. Your, what about your night rig that you got your AGM on? Is it is it an AR platform? or what? It's an AR-10 platform uh, in 243. Well, and, hey, that's number four on the list. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> I told you that's my number four. And actually me and Garvin, as we transitioned through – you know, and you you mentioned the good, the bad, and the ugly. We did a stint with the six five Grendel AR platform. Yeah, and uh, I'm just here to tell you, me and Garvin could ring. We had these little steels that I just had some metal targets made, and these little pigs were about the size of coyotes, and they just were they cut them out as pigs instead of coyotes. For and it was all good. We just used you know, we right, would set them right. out to 500 yards, and Garvin never missed. At 500 yards, he could ring that steel every time. And every coyote that he ever shot at 500 yards, I'm pretty sure he hit. But we did not collect them all. That one, two, three uh, SST, 123 grain SST uh, factory ammo um, from zero to 200 yards would drop a coyote every time. So if you're shooting a 6.5 Grendel and you're saying you never lost a coyote, I understand. You probably ain't shot at one over 300 yards. But when that bullet slows down from three to 500 yards, it just pokes a dime size hole in, dime size hole out. And we literally would watch coyotes spin at five, four, five, three, four, 500 yards and watch them run out of our lives. And we couldn't find right. them. Yeah. We know they're dead with the red spots right behind their front legs. And uh, they got away from us and it cost us a couple of world championships. Oh my gosh, so, that's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. So then we went to the 243. Which is number four. Number four on our number list four. is 243. And... Uh, you know, what's your number five on your list, John? I, it's it's 223. We, we're pretty – me and Al actually talked about this a little bit before we started, and we were pretty much right on the money with our top five. Um, we did have just like two that was that was flip-flop, but other than that, yeah, I, I got 223 as number five. You know, when I mentioned the 22 Nosler and the 224 Valkyrie, I just don't think there's enough of an improvement over a 223 to put those calibers in the top five. I think the 223, the ammunition availability, and that is superior. And then we go to the 243. The 243's been around for years. Yes. And 
when you start talking those six mm calibers, you can start getting into the, you know, hundred grain bullets, um, the one Oh five grain bullets, the, uh, you know, a lot of guys shoot them heavier burgers. Uh, but uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm shooting the Hornady 87 grain, uh, varmint ammunition. That's my number one ammunition for the two, two, three or the two forty three. Yeah. Um, I love the 58 grains. Right. 4,000 foot a second. You get that uh, 243, 58 grain superformance. It shoots identical to a 22250. Right. It's 4,000. If you get uh, Hornady superformance in 22250, the 50 grain superformance for a 22250, or the 58 grain 243, it's going exact same ballistics. So that's crazy to me that you can have a 243 jacking out that 58 grain bullet. Um, you ever four thousand uh, shoot four thousand shooting the light stuff out of the 243 like that? Do you ever have any trouble with splashes or anything like that? Well, you know it's you know it can happen. You know if yeah. you've got a bad angle or you've got a head on and you don't hit the chest cavity. Now the way a coyote's chest is designed, it's kind of broad to narrow. Yeah, yeah. And if you hit outside, if you don't dead center, and we've all seen it when you when you hit the center of that white patch under the throat, right. <laughs> it don't matter. Those coyotes yeah. fold like a cheap suit. And mm-hmm. I don't care whether it's a 58 grain, 87 grain, 105, it doesn't matter out of that 243. They'll right. fold every time. But if you are outside, if you just happen to slide that bullet between his front leg and that rib cage, um, you will have a spinner. You will have a runner. Right. They will. Them coyotes are tough. Yeah. And, and, 240, and uh, 243, uh, it's, I've said this before talking to people, no matter what calibers come out in the future, I always think that the 243 is probably going to have a spot in my top five. It's just always. that good. It's just that good. No. Um, so when we, we went from the 223s to the 6.5 Grendels to then we settled on, and we, oh, I've always shot a 22-250, and it's coming up in my top five. It's above my 243 because I've had a 22 250 longer right but that 243 took over when we started losing coyotes with that 65 grindle me and garve both switched to ar10 243 platforms day guns night guns and that is my contest caliber um i don't have a 6mm creed yet in an ar10 platform i know there's some making them right but until ruger makes me a 6mm creed more i probably won't own one right and uh i probably shouldn't tell people that i have a 243 ar10 ruger i've got the only ar10 243 ruger that's ever been made (laughs) and i probably shouldn't put that out there but it's my number one gun for night hunting now and uh that 243 is just my fave the 243 you know i i'm with you the 87 grain that's that's yep. my sweet spot with the 243 i've always liked those 80 grain uh yep. 80 something grain options um you know they're, they just it's do just so got well a little more oomph than the 58 grain it just yeah, yeah. i mean the 58 grain is a laser and it'll do the job but at the end of the day i like a little more oomph and and we can talk about i don't know if you've noticed this john but summer coyote hides are different for bullet performance than the winter coyote. Right. Yeah. Cause you got, th- you know, less hair there no. to go through. Yeah. No. When that coyote furs out in December, January, it's a different critter than he is in August. A lot September. of people, a lot of people don't take that in, you know, that into their figures. Nope. And it, it, you're and exactly so if you're right shooting coyotes, if you're shooting coyotes in the summertime, that hide is really thin. Yep. I mean, those coyotes are leaned out. They look like rats. You know, yeah. that winter hair is gone. 
But then you go to Montana in January or Alberta, Canada, where I've been in January. I'm not kidding you. It's almost like they're wearing Kevlar. <laughs> <laughs> They've got some extra stuff there to slow a bullet down for sure. I guarantee you, you want to shoot a heavier bullet. And, and guys, depending on where they're at in the country, like I don't think Alabama, Tennessee, they, I mean, they hair up, but they don't hair up in, in Tennessee or, or Missouri or or uh, uh, those southern Alabama, the, some of those states, yeah, it's, Georgia. It's different. It's not the same as you would see. It isn't the same as a Montana or, yeah. or Alberta coyote. A Texas coyote does not have the hair and the fur that a Montana, well, Idaho. Well, the, yeah, the what, say Wyoming and Idaho and Montana coyotes yep. right, right now have more fur on them than a kentucky or tennessee or southeastern kyle will have in dead of winter all year yeah Yeah. well they just lit it you know so that i really think and hey i've shot coyotes in alberta with a 223 that were totally furred up and if you shoot a coyote where you're supposed to shoot a coyote um you'll kill them every time I think just sometimes if you hit bone, if you hit an angle, that 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 uh, um, that front shoulder has a big bone in it, and if you hit it at the wrong angle, then bullets, it, especially a V-Max or one of those newer bullets that uh, has these polymer tips, um, you can get a splash every right. now and again. And, and right. I'd be lying if I said I didn't. Every every one of us has experienced that splash. Yes. Yes. So it's going to happen, but so, just and- know – and that's the reason. And that's the reason I tend, you know, if I'm shooting a two forty three, I tend to gravitate towards that eighty seven grain bullet instead yes. of a fifty eight, just so I don't get in that kind of trouble. Um, but I right. think it's safe to say two forty three is one of the top calibers and always will be. And we've got it at number four. Al's got it at number four, and I've actually got it at number three. And the next caliber we'll talk about is is what I had at number four. But uh, you know, the two forty three is also probably arguably one of the top two or three night hunting calibers. You see a lot of guys that's running a the thermal stuff. Uh, most time they're talking about a 243. Um, Some of the best night hunters I know in the world used to, they, they all got excited about the 224 Valkyrie. And after a few contests and a, and a, and a year or so running them, <laughs> they, they went, they went from the 224 Valkyries to their 243s. Yeah. So well, we want to go, that tells you, we want to go on to number three. We've got just to recap, we've got, Number five was 223. Number four is 243. Three. And number three, well, you and got a newcomer. Three, yeah. A newcomer to the to the coyote hunting world in the last five, eight years would be the 6.5 uh, Creedmoor. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not a, I don't jump on bandwagons. I really don't. And I thought the Creedmoor, the 6.5 Creedmoor, I thought was just you know, a, a fancy 308 yep. and, and I did the, you know, all those, there's been so many why a six, five over a 308. And when you actually get to the ballistic coefficients and looking at the six, five Creedmoor and how it was designed, um, it's more efficient than a 308 and it's a thousand yard legitimate thousand yard caliber where I don't know if the two, I know you can shoot a thousand yards with a two, two, three and a two forty three, but the six, five, was really designed that the case was designed around uh new bullets new powders and getting the most eking the most out of 
uh, caliber. And that 6.5 Creedmoor with the 95 grain VMAX, I think, is one of the finest coyote calibers I have ever shot. Right, right. It is, you hit a coyote with that 95 grain VMAX out of that performance ammo, and they're not going anywhere. You know, I mean, the, the, the 6.5 Creedmoor, you know, you see some funny stuff online about it. You know, it gets a bad rap. It's, but it's not, oh yeah, the it's not deserving. More. Yeah. yeah. It, it's not deserving because, uh, um, no, now I don't shoot a 6.5 Creedmoor, but I've seen them shot so much from friends and other guys while we're out filming and stuff like that. They just straight up yep. perform that Creedmoor cartridge. That case is so efficient. Um, yep. and it, it absolutely folds coyotes up. It's extremely accurate. Like you said, you can shoot that thing long ways out there. Does such a good if job there on is coyotes. A down, if there is a downside to coyote hunting with a six, five Creedmoor is that you will put a hole in their hide. Yeah, yeah, if you are a hide hunter, <laughs> if you're a hide hunter and that's a whole nother, you know, subject, yeah. we need to talk about it. And that's, you know, but that six, five Creedmoor and that 95 grain VMAX, if I was hide hunting with a Creedmoor, I'd probably go up to a, uh, 105 boat tail, you know, right, the, right. something a little not as more... much explosiveness that comes yes. out of there. And I tell you something else yes. about the 6.5 Creedmoor that's, uh, I think probably a lot of people don't, um, understand or don't know because they don't shoot them is they don't have no recoil. They don't recoil hardly at all. So they're no. very pleasant to shoot. And then suppressed, they're just money. I mean, it's just, there's something very, and the other thing is it's one of those, I don't know, maybe it's just my Ruger American. It's got that camo stock. And I'm just telling you that six, five Creedmoor, I can sit and touch at a hundred yards. If I get something bigger than a dime size group, five shots at a hundred, it's me. Right. <laughs> that gun's highly accurate. It's right. inherently accurate. So, and I was just looking at the options on this six, five Creedmoor here. I've got the, yeah, so they've got 140 grain match bullet, 120 grain ELD match bullet. I mean, I if I was going to hide hunt, I'd probably step up to that 120 or that 140 grain in that right. 65. Right. But you know, more. you know the 95 is all business when it comes to coyotes. That 95 grain superformance. I I just I'm telling you, I've shot a lot of coyotes. I've seen a lot of calibers knock coyotes to the ground. That 95 grain um, out of a six, five Creedmoor yeah. is just, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Which, which one thing when you start talking about the 6.5s or, you know, or really you cannot pretty much call them a big game gun. I mean, uh, but they just cross, you know, it's pretty much a deer caliber, but it crosses right. over so well into the yes. predator world. And that's the same thing for the 243. You know, there's been many a deer and oh, antelope yeah. and, and whatever no, I shot a big, I shot a big deer in Colorado two years ago out there with that six five Creedmoor, and it was I shot the hundred and forty grain ELD. Right, right, and I think it's you know something mentioned about our last two yeah. calibers here, the two forty three and the six point five. Just a two forty three. I mean, I've took two forty threes all over the country, I've killed everything Shooting from deer. bobcats all the way up to black yeah. bears with them. You know, they're, yeah, they're a great caliber. No, six point five is the same way. 
And if, if somebody wanted to buy their kid a gun that they could use their whole life and do everything, you know, shoot whitetails and shoot coyotes with, it would be a six, it'd be the, the six, five Creed more, the two forty three or the, my number one on the list coming. But, yeah. We'll have to come up on it. Just here in a minute. You ready? You want to say anything else about the six, five? You ready to go to number two? No, it's just, it's not a, it's not a fad. It's here to stay. And it's an excellent coyote caliber. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like I said, you you see some hate coming across it and some people making fun of it, but the six point five Creedmoor is legit. Flat, fast, efficient, and tips them over dead. That's, That's right. what you want. All right, you ready? <laughs> you ready for number two? Well, it's my favorite. It's my all time favorite. I've shot it more than anything. Is my twenty two two fifty. Yep. It, I'm right there with you. you. I've shot. You I probably can't shot be a coyote hunter and not have and a, not own a 2250. That's exactly right. I'm the same way. I've probably shot <laughs> more coyotes. I've probably shot as many coyotes with a 22250 as, you know, every other caliber combined, you know, as far as equaling them out. Uh, I've always loved 20, it's 22250 is the very first uh, rifle that I shot. I killed my first coyote uh. with a 22250. So. Yep. No, the, the, the first in 1997, me and Garvin won the world championship. We won, I think we split 3,500 bucks between the two of us. I took, I took uh four or $500 of that money and bought my first Ruger 22,250. And it was the old black stainless steel with the cutout stock, you know, the, the skeleton stock. I don't know if you remember those oh, yeah. stainless steel oh, yeah. Rugers. That's the first gun for predator hunting that I paid money for. Right. And, uh, it was the 22250 because I just didn't think there was a better flatter shooting, uh, harder hitting caliber than the 22250. And, and I know they've made them into AR platforms now. And, but that gun carried me for 10, 15 years. And it was the, it was my go-to gun. I could, from zero to 400, I knew exactly where it would hit. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, there was no guesswork. Um, I didn't lose very many coyotes. If I did lose a coyote, it's because I hit him in the leg or, you know, it was, it seemed to me that if I put it anywhere in that chest cavity, anywhere close, even the, even between, if they were head on and I hit that queener, um, it caused so much damage that I could, uh, stand a chance of collecting that coyote yeah uh, and it just most of the coyotes you hit with a 22250 the first thing that hits the ground is their chin and <laughs> it, or their or their hind end you know they say yeah there, I don't no it, <laughs> i would it's just uh the 22250 like i said earlier about the 243 the i don't care what comes out in the future i don't care what comes out over the next 500 years the 22250 will always be um, in the top five, it's, it's, you know, it's royalty in the coyote hunting world. If you ask me the 22, 250 right. is, and I actually, the very first coyote that I ever, I ever shot when I was in high school was with my dad's Ruger number one. Right. <laughs> he, he shot that thing like crazy and I'd shoot it punching paper and stuff. And, and when we start getting coyotes around, it was the first thing I took. I was pretty limited with just the one shot. But I sure killed a lot of coyotes right. with old number one and twenty two two fifty. And of course, I've owned several two uh, fifties since then, and I actually shooting a Ruger American and twenty two two fifty now. Um, and man, I can't say. Well, I know I'll always have a twenty two two fifty to shoot. Yeah, I know you've uh, you know guys went to the six five two eighty four. Yep. Because they could get twenty two two fifty ballistics. 
with that bigger bullet. You know, right. that's why anybody, you know, back in the day, that was kind of the, you know, 15 years ago, a lot of guys went to that 65284 and I really think that 65 Creedmoor kind of filled that niche for guys that needed factory ammo, didn't want to hand load. And then the 22250, if you just look at the ballistics, the 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 drop um you just can't get any better for a coyote caliber than a 22 250 and it's still um i, I guess the reason i went to contest calling with a 243 is that it just had the heavier bullets right, right. more options and i've actually one of the best coyote hunters i know he goes why he loads 75 grain hornady uh v-max yep. in his 22 250 yep. now it's slowed way down but he's never, he said he's never lost a coyote. Right, right. So he's still, loading those. Probably still make it go over 3,000 feet per second. And that's one good thing about a 22-250 that I think is probably yes. worth mentioning is if you are a reloader, man, it's hard to mess yes. up a load of a 22-250. It's very easy to reload for. It's hard to make Inherently an un, accurate. Yes, it's hard to yep. make an unaccurate cartridge you know, and so if you really want to if he said if you really want to smack i told him i said i've lost he said well that's because you're shooting a 50 grain bullet you know if you ever lose a coyote he said it's because you get that splash or that right. light bullet's not but i said it's going four thousand foot a second he said yeah but i'd rather go a little slower and know the hammer of thor's dropping in on him <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and, right. and so that's why he shoots those heavier calibers and he and he buys these barrels with a different twist Yep. Now, I, you know, I can't tell you if it's a one in 12 or, you know, most barrels are one in eight right. and these guys, you know, these guys will be laughing at me because I don't know my barrel twist rate as to what you want to shoot a heavier. Well, I've actually bullet. had, I've actually had 22, 250s in the past and one in eights, one in nines. So let's say one in eight, I could shoot everything from a 55 grain all the way up to yeah. an 80 grain out of the 22, 250. Um, yeah. and this Ruger American that I have now is a one in 10 twist barrel. So I can still shoot all that 50, 50 grain stuff and right. still get on up there into the little bit heavier stuff in the sixties and probably shoot a 75 just fine too. Um, you know, I, I've shot a Hornady, uh, uh, 75 grain ELD some out of a nature fold up. Right. Coyote. Well, and that's, you know, we need to touch on that. I, I, back in the day when I worked for Hunter Specialties, we shot Winchester ammunition and, and those ballistic silver tips were pretty good bullets. I, I can't, you know, I'm not, I can't put any knocks on, on that Winchester ammunition, but since switching to Hornady, uh, when I went to work for Fox Pro and, and we were Hornady sponsored, I have been so pleased with, I mean, the reliability, the box, to, I can get, you know, different, um, batches. I can get different, uh, and everything seems to shoot out of these Rugers just money. And I've been so pleased with the shooting that Hornady ammo out of any of these guns. So, yeah. uh, anybody listening to this podcast, if you're looking to settle in on an ammunition that really shoots good and does varmints perfect, you can't get any better than Hornady. You just can't. You got anything else you want to cover on a 22, 250 before we move on? You just, if, if, uh, I was a guy out there looking for a coyote specific, caliber and you wanted one gun that you were going to dedicate to killing coyotes with you can't do anything better than a 222 250 that's right 250 they uh they're pretty good medicine for so, bobcats as well i mean you can, oh they just might blow one up a little it. bit on every once in a while but if you shoot them right through the shoulders mm -hmm. or chest it does really good on bobcats as day well. in day out the hide is the you know it, it, if you hit them a little high a little low you can get those splashes those blowouts but uh, at the end of the day, you center them up and shoot a 22 250. You're not going to hurt too much. 
Well, you ready to move on to number one on the list? Well, it's really become I, I I can't I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed shooting a six mm Creedmoor the last <laughs> few years. I, I tell you what, I don't even I don't even own one, but this is the thing, you know. People's always wants to key in on the stuff that uh, they personally shoot. Uh, when I yep. came on with Fox Pro, and actually before, you know, I would go uh, on hunts with with Mike, uh, Cody, both of them shooting a six Creed. Um, yes, I saw pretty quick, uh, the performance in the field, my goodness, does it fold up coyotes? I have never it's, seen one even quiver as of yet. I don't know. The truth of it is it's a ballistic sister to a two forty three. It's shooting the same bullet. It's shooting at two to 400 foot a second faster, probably. Which, so you've which got a little, a lot, it's, a, it, a it's a little flatter. And I mean, I used to, in 1996, uh, well, in, in 1990, I got married the first time, and my father-in-law lived out there in Round Mountain, Nevada, and that's why I got to learn Nevada so good. And, and he gave me an old 220 Swift, and I thought the 220 Swift was the best gun. Well, it's the ballistic. It's about the same ballistic sister to a 22250 that the 6mm is to the 243. And I just I love the 220 Swift, and I killed coyotes for years on video with a 204, and it's a flat shooting caliber. But at the end of the day, the 220 Swift, the 22250, the 204, and those, I mean, the 223, those calibers have killed more coyotes than probably all the others combined yet because the 6mm Creed hasn't been around that long. Right. But I guarantee you, for one shot, fold them up, out to 400 yards, accurate as hell, you can't get any better than the 6mm Creedmoor. No, you just they, can't. They've made the believer <laughs> out of me. Like I said, I've watched, I've filmed several coyotes dropping already this year to the six creed i've killed a few with him i'll grab uh cody's gun or mike's what mike call it yep. uh at that precision calls it leo or something like that oh, yeah he got a nickname nope. leo but anyway I'll, you know we'll take that rifle out and it's made a believer out of me quick and and i've told yeah. a lot of people that uh my next rifle that i get will be chambered in a six millimeter creedmoor for sure yep well it's just it really is that cartridge is special um, it's inherently accurate. Um, the ballistic coefficient is fantastic. Um, it shoots flatter than its cousin, the six, five Creedmoor. Um, but the six, five Creedmoor takes, uh, it takes, ah, uh, the six, five overtakes the six at what, four or 500 yards. You know, that two forty three bullet doesn't have the weight retention that the six, five does. So if you're going to shoot stuff over 500 yards, you better shoot the six, five Creed. Right. Which is, that's the reason. I, that's the reason we've got those Fox Pros. We like to call them in close. Call them in closer, <laughs> yeah. And that's six Creed. But now you've got bullet options in the six Creed. Now I shouldn't tell this on on uh, podcast, but those guys, we have loaded fifty eight grain bullets into the six Creed, shooting four thousand one hundred and sixty foot second. Wow! Wow! And. It is a laser beam. My buddy Matt People in Montana is the man. He's the yep. one that loaded them up for me. They're fairly accurate. I mean, it it it. I don't get dime size holes at a hundred. I'm getting nickel size groups at a hundred. But when it hits a coyote, it is phenomenal. Guarantee it. But <laughs> because they don't make it factory ammo, let's just talk factory ammo. So if you're talking six Creed, you jump right into those eighty-seven grain Vmax. Yep. And and it's just money. They that's the Varmint Express ammo, 87 grains. Um, it's beautiful. And then I have really jumped. And and then 
in that sixth creed, I killed a mountain goat with a 103 ELDX. Right. I've killed several whitetails in Texas with the 103 ELDX. Yep. So I think, I we, kill, I think we've actually killed some coyotes with that same bullet too. 103 ELDX. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know uh, uh, Tom Austin killed a wolf with a 103 ELDX up in, in Idaho. And it's just a super reliable bullet. Um, it's going to expand every time. It's just, it's controlled expansion. And then you got the 108 ELD match bullets that are just phenomenal. I mean, guys are winning matches, PRC, you know, those, uh, rifle matches with the 108, uh, ELD match. And I have killed the hell out of coyotes with that 108 ELD match. Um, it's a lighter jacket. It does fantastic on coyotes. It kills them DRT right there. But, man, I centered in on the 105 black ammunition. And that 105 boat tail hollow point match bullet, out of that 6mm Creedmoor, I can get groups touching. It looks like a ragged star five hole. And here's the thing. I was going back through all these videos. I miss. I miss all the time. And I guess I miss because every coyote that comes in, the day I quit getting excited, John Collins, is the day I'm going to quit coyote hunting. Well, I tell you what, I you sure st- you sure make up for it on a follow up shot. <laughs> I have never seen Boy. somebody miss so many coyotes up close just to photo them up on a dead run at 300 <laughs> in my life. <laughs> no, it's I, for some reason I like to give them a chance. You know, I feel like I got to give them that warning shot, and then yeah, and I I know I've got as many running coyotes on video as anybody. Oh, and yeah, uh, probably and more, I love it when, more. <laughs> I, I love it when I go through our comments on our uh, on our uh, shows that uh, guys are uh, talking about how you guys need to go to a shooting school or something. Oh, I go gosh. when you kill as many when you kill as many coyotes as I have on video, and I, we got to totaling it up here just a couple short years. I mean, it's 85 to 100 coyotes a year we're putting on video. That's not yeah. counting the coyotes we go recreation shoot and all that. That's just coyotes you can see us, and we're going to miss. And I tell everybody, if you ain't missing coyotes, you ain't shooting at a lot of coyotes. So um, really? go ahead, keep the, keep the comments coming. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I know when I'm shooting that 105 black ammunition out of that six Creedmoor, if I hit that coyote, he's probably dead right there. Well, that's one of the reasons I want to make sure me and you were doing this podcast, Al, because, you know, I'd say arguably, I mean, I know there's guys out there nobody's ever heard of it. They've seen thousands upon thousands of coyotes. And kill way more coyotes than we do. But there's, I mean, four-time world champion and placed in the well, top 10 how many times in worlds you've made a yeah, little bit only three times only three times we didn't place in the top 10 and then you know and that was bill countess rules we got to remember now the world championship has changed and it all happened when bill had his stroke and luckily bill's still with us i just posted a, a post on facebook we went down there and hunted that uh ute mountain with uh, john brown and it was his son-in-law kind of took over that and then he got pancreatic cancer and died on us and and uh it's just been a bummer but at the end of the day i learned a lot of what i learned from guys like bill countess hunting the world championship those uh guys can't understand the grind and it's who puts the most coyotes in the back of the truck and at the end of the day when i tell you that the 6mm creed the 22250 the 243 the 6.5 creed and the 223 are going to put more coyotes in the back of your truck or more fur on your shed they will those are and i don't want to the 22 creed more is amazing the 6.5 prc is my number one if i go wolf hunting i'm going to shoot a 6.5 prc The 22 Parvo, our buddy Corey Groff, has got me yeah, excited about yeah, a, yeah. a 
22 parvo over there in Missouri. Um, you know, and, and if I go fox hunting back East, I'm going to shoot my 22 Hornet and the 17 Hornets. And, and, uh, well, that's the reason, you know, you know, I was talking about earlier, wanting to make sure you were on this podcast. I mean, you've literally done this for a living for years. <laughs> and if you, it, it's a, it's a total different ball game when, when, and when you're talking about, you have got to kill coyotes, you know what I mean? That's, that's what we right. do. There's, there's not much room for no. somebody like me or you that if you can't kill coyotes, right? So, well, I'm proud that I can say we put uh, a couple, three girls through college and right, we built homes and right. and we did it hunting coyotes and elk. But when but it comes part to these of it, calibers, you have got to, you've got to depend on a caliber. You're not going to take a subpar cartridge, one that you know that coyotes could get away from. You're going to take the best stuff out there available, right? And there's, you know, government trappers, government guys, they used to, the 22 act, 2020, 22, 250 Ackley improved and the, yeah. the, you know, there's lots of, there's lots of variations to get that, that 22 Creedmoor is one way to get a lot more gas out of a bullet you know? right. <laughs> to take that, uh, six Creed Necker down to 22. It's screaming. And there's just so many options out there for the coyote hunter. At the end of the day, show me some good factory Hornady ammo. Put it in that six mm Creedmoor. Put it in the six five Creedmoor. Put it in a two forty three. Put it in a twenty two two fifty. Put it at two two three, and you're gonna put coyotes. And we've all had the splashes. We've all had the bad shots. Yep. And and sometimes I I, I just think some some bullets. I don't know whether they just blow up in flight. It's happened. I know it has. You know, I've I should have killed a coyote several times. That just something happened. Not everything's perfect. This this world ain't perfect, but um, you you can bank on them top five calibers that that me and you have kind of zeroed in on. Those we've, we've those talked, will do the job we've, day we've in day out. About those, and I'll just recap them. Number five is a two twenty three. Number four, two forty three. Number three, six point five Creedmoor. The number two we've got there is a twenty two two fifty, which sounds like. Probably me and you both have probably killed more coyotes with that caliber than anything else. Than then the rest, yeah. Yep. And then number one, the six millimeter Creedmoor. Now, Al, do you have, you talked about a few other calibers there just a little bit, mentioned them. Do you have an honorable mention that just say, just barely missed your top five? Well, the gun I've been wanting to build is the 22 Creedmoor. And I really think from all the guys that I've been talking to, um, it should be right there. The problem is Hornady won't make factory ammo for it because it has pressure issues. Right. If you get to different temperatures and, and it, it has the potential to go south. But I got to take a guy like Kelly Jackson, some of these guys that have shot coyotes longer than me even. When they tell you a caliber is the hammer of Thor... You probably ought to listen. And that twenty-two Creedmoor, I think, would be the honorable mention. Well, I've, uh, I just, I wish they could standardize. It. I wish they would make factory ammo for right, it. And I'd, right. I'd have one. I'd, I'd well, have one tomorrow. The twenty-two Creed actually is my honorable mention as well. I've actually got had the opportunity to shoot that caliber for for about two years straight. Uh, killed a lot of coyotes with it. Killed several bobcats with it. It actually does really well on bobcats. Um, it, uh, I always call it the the answer. You know, it's, it's always like, we're always looking for something a little bit more in a cat in a coyote caliber. You know, I don't, it's just, I think it's just the nature of the beast, but, uh, the 22 Creed kind of fills that gap. I was shooting 75 and 80 grain Hornady ELDs 
at about the same speed that I was shooting a 55 grain 22 250. So that uh, that right there speaks wow. for itself. Um, right. Pretty much hold no. on. Coyotes called right up on top of the call. You can hold on hair from there all the way out to, you know, around 400 yards. And that's 400 uh, yards. That, that makes a lot of difference at the end of the day. And hey, at the end of the day, how often do you shoot more than 150, 200 yards yeah. of the coyote? My average shot if you for really, me is probably less than 100 yards. I about guarantee it at the end of the year. No, I mean, if you really dissect it, even out here in the West, yes, we can stretch the riflings. Yes, I've shot one at 680, you know, on video yeah. in, in New Mexico. Um, that's my longest on video. Um, I've tried a couple granders and just, <laughs> just been right. really close. But at the end of the day, most of the coyotes, if they're coming to the Fox Pro, you're talking 100, you know, 50. If I've got the call at 30 yards, the coyote's going to be at 50 to 150 yards. And every caliber we've mentioned, the 223 is dead on at 100. If I, and, and I don't know how you sight in, John, and I guess it's something we can mention on this podcast, is I sight every one of my guns one inch high at 100. Yep. Now, that doesn't always match up with the box. And I love that Hornady puts that, you know, if you sight in 1.2 inches high at 100, you're dead at two, and then the three or four inches at, you know, 300. And, but if I do one inch high at 100, and I've always done it, <laughs> me and Garv, that's just been where we sighted our 223s, our 22250 our 243s, our 6mm Creedmoors. I'm one inch high at 100. That always puts me dead at two. And then I'm all those calibers. I'm only talking three, three to four inches at uh, 300. Right. And so that's hold on hair to 300. And then four and five, you just each caliber is a little bit different. But uh, at the end of the day, everything I'm shooting at, and it amazes me how I can't judge distance because <laughs> I'm helping. How many times have you helped your 22-250 and you shoot right over the damn hey, thing? And it's, that's, that's the reason you want you to shoot, a flat, to help shoot a flat caliber. That way it can save you a little bit yeah. every once in a while. <laughs> well, you think, but I'm here I am. And I, like I told you, if I don't get excited, if it, if it's still – it is so thrilling to watch a coyote come to the call. You fooled him. You, you, you know, we spend – we as human beings only get to uh, – me and you are fortunate. We get to spend a few more days than the average guy pursuing them but um we go out there for a few days a year and try and take the hides from these animals that are out there 365 days a year some of these coyotes are six seven eight years old they've been there done it and when you call them in you want to know that you've got what it takes to put that animal on the ground and and maybe harvest that hide or or just the thrill of the, taking a picture with that animal that's been eating your neighbor's goats or whatever you know it doesn't matter uh, that's the other thing we can get into semantics of why we do coyote hunting but it's fun well, that's a, <laughs> we that's a thing at that, Fox bro. That's the hardest thing is to. the hardest thing is getting on these coyotes and calling them up. You know, the easy part is shooting them. Yeah. So yeah. there's no sense in taking a subpar caliber to, to finish off the easiest part of the hunt and uh, watch a coyote run off with a bullet stuck in it. You know, might as well shoot something good. Um, and yeah. I, I think this is something that is probably worth uh, mentioning, Al. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter which caliber cartridge you hunt with. You if you're not connecting with your shots, it doesn't much yes. matter. What Al, let's talk a little bit about the importance of of practicing with your hunting setup at the range and practicing from like say hunting positions. You mentioned earlier about taking the two twenty threes and you and Garve would shoot thousands of rounds in the summer for practice and stuff. Tell us the yes. importance of that. Well, 
I mean, we're four-time world champs. We should be six or seven because a few things went wrong. But honestly, the one year we killed 13 coyotes, the team that beat us checked in 10 minutes ahead of us with 13. I missed seven coyotes that year. Oh, man. Garv missed uh, three. So we should have had uh, 10 or 11 coyotes more that year. And actually, it was the year Les Johnson won the world. Uh, we finished fourth with 18 coyotes, Les won with 20. Yep. Now, I'm sure Les missed some coyotes, too. You know, if you asked him, he probably missed three or four or five coyotes that day. But we should have come in with uh, 39 coyotes in that contest had we shot clean. and uh, Or 29 coyotes. We only had 18. And uh, we should have beat him. And so that loss in 2000... Um, really put us on a, on a trajectory to practice more with our guns. Right. And that's when we started shooting. And, you know, we went from the, uh, uh, the Remington 788s to the HK, uh, 630s. It's a two, two, three semi-automatic gun that looks like a hunting rifle. It doesn't look like anything different. And that semi-automatic gun, that is why I know we won that, uh, we won in 97, then we won in 07, 08, is because we were shooting 1,000 rounds, 2,000 rounds a summer. We were shooting those semi-automatic guns, and we put 11 coyotes in the truck by 10 a.m. one day Nice for that 2007 World Championship, and I shot three doubles. And the doubles were two coyotes coming in. I would shoot the female first every time I would shoot the smaller coyote. And then as that bolt would cycle, I was on the mail before he'd even spin. I would lay him. I was tipping coyotes right awesome. side by side awesome. before they could even move. And it was the confidence when you shoot a gun so much that it is becomes an extension of you. It doesn't matter the caliber. Fear the man with one gun. And uh, at the end of the day, that's what I think is most important is gaining confidence. So it doesn't matter how you sight your gun and you can sight your gun in at, uh, at, uh, a zero to, you know, dead on at a hundred, as long as you know where that gun's going to hit at 200, 300. And like we said, most shots are less than that. Um, and the guys that practice more, I think, you know, I just think the guys that, so if you're shooting off your bipod, if you got your swaggers under that gun and you're shooting from your chair while you don't shoot from a bench every time. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. You need to shoot from the bench to make sure the gun and the load is accurate. Right. That's first and foremost, make sure it's repeating, make sure those bullets are touching. Now you're going to have flyers and not every bullet's the same. And there is, there is, you know, those, those kind of factors, but shoot from a bench, make sure the gun's accurate then shoot your setup that you're going to be on the mountain with on the uh, out in that field, you know, prop yes. yourself up against the tire, a fence, whatever, put that target at a hundred, put a target at 200. And I'm that Atlas steel. They make an awesome coyote target. I've got a couple, I've got four Atlas, uh, coyote cutouts, AR five fifty. you know, that, uh, steel and man, I just have so much confidence and between me, you and the fence post every time, <laughs> the one time I didn't go shoot a gun before a shoot was actually with me and Tom Austin going to Northern Idaho or Southern Idaho, Northern Utah, just a month and a half ago, I didn't shoot my gun and I dropped it out of the truck the hunt before the last thing I did was drop my gun out of the truck. When I got home, 
I didn't go check that gun and it was four to six inches left. And that I missed two coyotes on video and then had to shoot my gun and, uh, in the field and realized it was off, moved it back. And, uh, right back home. you know, I like, I have dropped a gun. If we really talk about it, I have dropped them Rugers out of the truck a thousand times. Right. And it's the <laughs> one time happens. I didn't check it. <laughs> no, it, I'm hard on stuff, John. And that's why I really, I really believe in the, in the Rugers and the, and the Hornady and the, and the Fox pro, because if, if it holds up to the abuse, I put it <laughs> it's going yep. up for anybody. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's going to be good. And, and, uh, so practice makes perfect. Yeah, I think that's and key, now especially, is the time. especially practicing this, in the field, like just from hunting positions, because that's when you find, like you said, shoot from a bench, that gets you some trigger time in. You know you got to yes. confirm zero, but when you start practicing from hunting positions, that's when you find yes. out what you are capable of, and you uh, it really pays off in the long run in the field. It really does. Yep. And, and Hey, it's been an adjustment too. I went from, uh, shooting the, I've shot the same pod for about 12 years and then swagger come on board. And it has been a little bit of a curve for me to get used to the swaggers, but at the end of the day, they're great. And, um, and that's the other thing that I really think a guy, I don't think a lot of guys understand is we really need to have a great bipod system on a gun. Yep. You can't have a half-ass pod. Sticks are okay. Um, the old Harris, mm, I mean, they had their, they had their moments. I used to have to take and modify the Harris to get them tall enough for me, you know, but that was the only bipod available back in, in, uh, 1997 was a Harris bipod. Now there's so many better options out there. And that swagger makes a couple that QD 42 yep. is a pretty fine shooting system. Got one and it goes all the way up to 72 inches. So you got plenty of height with, the, right. with the swaggers. Yep. And I really, I can't emphasize how important that is. I don't care what gun you shoot, what ammo you shoot, what caliber you shoot. You've got to have some stability on that gun while you're coyote hunting with the ability when that coyote does not do what he you anticipate him to do that you can swivel and you can shoot that coyote when he's leaving or hauling ass definitely, by you or definitely you know you've got to have some options there as we talk about these fine calibers you're only as good as your support let me ask you so, i got one more question for you before we hang it up we're about we're pretty much the end of this podcast but uh i got one more thing i was wanting to ask you what what would you pick as the worst coyote caliber? I'm talking about the caliber that makes you absolutely cringe when you see it discussed or you show up on a hunt with somebody and they pull it out of their gun case. You know, that's six, that six, five Grendel. I, the, the six arc and the six Grendel, I think is way better than the six, five Grendel. <laughs> um, you know, that six arc is basically just a, uh, uh, six, five Grendel case neck down to six millimeter. That six arc that advanced rifle cartridge. Um, I wouldn't hesitate to shoot coyotes with that six arc or a six, a Grendel that's six, five. I mean, literally I have seen 10, 15 coyotes just run away from right, us, spinning, right. bleeding. And it, it didn't cost us a world championship the one year we still won, but we only showed up with 18 coyotes and Garvin Garvin hit three coyotes on that, that hunt perfect behind the front shoulder at distance over 200 yards, all three of them. And we never picked up one of those coyotes. We couldn't find them. They were bleeding and we could, there was no snow and, uh, 
we were on the on the Navajo Nation out there, and and uh, just that terrain is not conducive to blood trailing. Right. And and uh, we just couldn't find those coyotes, and that was it. That was, I mean, we we won that year, but uh, it cost us the six five Grendel, and I just hate. I, if I wanted to bang steel. That would be my number one cartridge. It really would. I, I, I could, I've never had so much confidence in a gun in my life. From zero to 500 yards, I could bang little tiny six-inch steel targets all day long. Right. And I could bang coyotes out to that distance, but they just don't die. Yeah. without with that bullet and i know guys have gone to the 90 grain bullets and they, they say it's the bullet combination and i just think it's a speed i want more powder more speed more bullet and that's why the 243 the 6.5 creed more the 22 and the 6 mm creed more i'll put it ahead of and then that 6.5 grindle just makes me cringe brother well <laughs> that i can you know i've not been around it some but i've heard some horror stories i do know some guys that really like it but uh I, I don't oh, no, I'll probably never see myself shoot one, but, but highly accurate. It'll it'll shoot all day. Right. And I've you know, I some of the pig hunters got really high on them. And they're you know, I think it'd be great for pigs from zero to two hundred yards. I bet it just smokes pigs. But right. man, when you start changing distance and stuff, it's just yeah. it's that bullet speed combination that uh I just think the six mm Creedmoor has an advantage over that. Oh, uh, you know, definitely Grindles. And hey, for me, you know what I consider the worst cartridge. I actually going to throw a bunch of them in there, uh, just because I see it every once in a while. You see it talked about um, every once in a while. You might take a new hunter out, and they that's what they've got, and it's anything that's rimfire. Um, twenty, you know, right. twenty two, seventeen HMR, twenty two mag. Just, just stay away yeah. from that stuff. But yes, they will kill coyotes. I've killed coyotes with them before in the past. Yeah, but it's not what I was actually. You know, it's just out no, of I've target killed a target of opportunity. With a twenty-two but, long rifle, exactly. You but, know, you can you can kill them with anything, but at the end of the day, we're talking the, the cartridges that yes. the guys, you know, we the just, guys that really do this, the contest callers, the the video guys. I know everybody. You can bank on our top five, and and John Collins. It's been a it's been awesome. Yeah. Yep. Just to. Uh, chew the fat with you on it's this been, podcast it's been a good it, been a great podcast it's been a fun one i like talking about all these calibers and uh you know just yeah. to recap them one more time number five was 223 number four 243 number three 6.5 creedmoor number two 22250 number one the six millimeter creedmoor you got anything else you'd like to say out before we get no, off here? just like you said earlier if uh, if we didn't mention your caliber um shoot straight shoot more often get out there and do it more and uh at the end of the day we're all rowing the same boat uh if there's one common theme i think we all need it doesn't matter whether you're a fur hunter whether you hunt coyotes 365 days a year like me and john do we're all rowing the same boat remember that when you're out in the field be courteous be kind stay with them and we're foxborough we do it right we do it year round and we're glad you came to this podcast with me and john collins it's been awesome thank you john Yes, sir. Couldn't have said it any better myself, Al. We hope everyone enjoyed this episode, and we hope you join us again right here on the Fox Pro Podcast.